Hello, um, thank you for joining me this morning. Um, maybe you've been scrolling through um, searches on about God's message about love, um, like how God definition about how, what it means to be lonely and Maybe you hopped on today's search website about how can God fill me when I'm lonely or how can God give me peace when I feel like I'm broken inside. Maybe you come today not knowing what you've been searching for. Maybe you're trying to find something to fill up that empty void inside of yourself. Maybe you don't know why you're here, but let me tell you, you didn't come online to find this message. God had a purpose for you to be here today, listening to this message. And you're going to say, no, it's by accident, which there's no such thing as by that. When, you, when God wants you to hear something from him through a speaker. Maybe you... You are trying to find something with something something with your friend or you're trying to pray for a friend who is struggling through something and who is broken inside and you come to the right place. Today I'm gonna to be talking about um, the gospel and how Jesus can change your life if you let him. You see Sin was born into this world. We're going to um, figure out why Jesus came into this world. And we're going to answer that question, why Jesus went to the cross. And by that, we're going to talk about the gospel. Sin, Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the garden, which brought sin into the world, which we were born with. And because of sin, that brought a separation from God and us. 
And because of that, God didn't want to see us go to a place of destruction. And because of God's love for us, He gave us a second chance, which is called redemption. If you have your Bibles out, please turn to John 3.16. For God so loved the world, that He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever believes in me shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved you. For God so loved the people in the world. For God so loved the people who mistreated you, who did not, who murdered, who did things that were evil. And for God so loved the people in the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in me shall not perish, but have eternal life. But you see, in Romans 6.23, it says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So, for God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in me shall not perish, but have eternal life. You see, God did not want us to die in our sin. He wanted us to live again, set us, set us free from our sin and brokenness. So, if we go to Isaiah 55, or Isaiah 53, Verse 5, it says this, the cost of love and what Jesus did for you. But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him. And he, and we are healed by his wounds. We, are, we all went astray like sheep. We are have turned to our own way, and the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb led to the slaughter, and like a sheep silent before her shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was taken away because of our oppression and judgment. And who considered his fate? For he was cut off from the land of the living. He was struck because of my people's rebellion. He was assigned a grave with the wicked. But he was with the rich man at his death. Because he had done no violence and had not spoken deceitfully. Yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. When you make him... A goat offering, he will see his seed. He will prolong his days, and by his hand, the Lord's pleasure will be accomplished. 
After his anguish, he will see light and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will carry their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him the many as a portion, and he will receive the mighty as a spoil, because he is willingly submitted to death, and he was counted among the rebels. Yet he bore the sin of many, and is seated for the rebels. That was from Isaiah 55. So, you're going to say, like, what does that have to do with me? Well, if you feel like there's nothing left in you, feel like, like I said, broken inside, and you don't, and you feel like there's nothing else. Jesus understands that. Like, you can say, but no one understands what I'm going through. No one understands the pain that I went through, or the hurt that I have gone through. The loneliness, anxiety, depression that's inside of me. And I'm going to say that, yes, someone does know what you're going through. Because he went through it. He went through the temptation that we went through. He went through every pain and anguish that we have gone through. And his name is Jesus. He went to the cross. And he, our sins and our burdens and guilt was placed on him. So that we may live again. Because of our sins, Jesus says... Let me take that away from you. Let me set you free. And Jesus went to the cross to take our place, to take the death that we deserve. And everything was placed on him. The burdens of us all, the sins, the guilt, the shame, was placed on him and laid down his life for us. What greater friend has no love than this, that he would lay down his life for us? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in me, shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus went to the cross to pay for our sins that we could not pay back. A sacrifice, because you see, without the shedding of blood, there was no forgiveness. For the wages of sin was death. Without a sacrifice, There is no forgiveness. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. No forgiveness. Because of Jesus' love for us all and going to the cross, paying the price for our sins, 
There are shame, there are burdens. Everything was laid upon him. He was oppressed. You see, before going to the cross, he was in the garden. Anguished. He felt the pain. He felt rejection that you feel right now. He felt the loneliness. Even though he went to his disciples saying, keep watch, they fell asleep. Three times he prayed, and every time he went to his disciples to see what they were doing, they were asleep. But each time he said to his disciples, won't you keep watch for me? Stay up and keep watch. And he went to and prayed before his father and said, Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. Not my will, but yours be done. Because he was asking God if there was another, his father, if there, if there was another way. But God said, no, this is the only way. For the relationship with God to be restored in the forgiveness of sin. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. And then, as we, if you turned in the Bibles to Luke 15, 23. So Luke 15, verse 3 through 7. And it says this, so he told them this parable. What man among you, who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open field and go after the lost one until he finds it? When he has found it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and, co and comes home. coming home, he calls his friends and neighbors together, saying to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who don't need repentance. So, what this actually is saying is that your friends who are trying to tell you the gospel and when you repent and confess, your friends and neighbors, they will call the neighbors and everyone and rejoice with you because God has found you and that you have confessed and believed that you are a sinner and that you believed and accepted God, accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. They will rejoice over you because you have been lost, but now you have been found. Are you that lost sheep who is going astray, searching for things 
and looking for stuff to fill that empty void in your loneliness. To take away that anxiety that's in you, the depression. God can take that away from you if you let him. He will fill you up. He will fill that empty space that's inside of you with his love and peace. In the same way of Matthew, uh, let's see, uh, Matthew 18, verse, Matthew 18, 12 through 14. And it says this, What do you think if someone has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Won't he leave the ninety-nine on the hillside and go search for the astray? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over that sheep more than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. In the same way, it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones perish. His, it says it right there. It's not. It says in the same way, it is not the will of your Father in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. You see that love right there. It's not his will for you to go astray and perish. His will for you is to accept him. Accept his free gift of eternal life, what he did on the cross for you. His will is to, for you to be with him and live with him in heaven. But of course, there's always other people who make the, it's, it's a free choice whether to accept it or not to accept it. But today, you have the free choice whether to accept him as your Lord and Savior and what he has done for you. He took your penalty. He paid the price. And the relationship with God of the Father was restored. He died the death and rose again on the third day, like he said, and like Isaiah predicted. Isaiah's prophecy predicted. Death to victory. He has risen from the dead. And he stands at the right hand of his Father in heaven. He sits there on the right hand of the Father in heaven. And he's preparing a place for you in heaven. He is making a way for you. He is the Waymaker, light in the darkness, because that's who He is. Even when you don't see Him, He's working. He's still working on your behalf. He's still working through you, even though you don't see it or feel it. Will you open your eyes up? Will you look at what this person named Jesus did for you. He made a way by going to the cross, living a life that we cannot live out, even if we tried to, we would still fall short of the glory of God the Father. 
But Jesus made a way for you. So will you come to him with arms open? With arms open. He is still, there's still, it's not too late. Still a chance. Well, not a chance, but there's still a way for you to come to the Father. Bow down before the cross, before him. And say that I am a sinner. That I admit that I need Jesus to come into my life. Because of what he has done for me and for you and for this world. So, it can, as you see in the story of Noah, God found favor with Noah and his family. But there was other people who was mocking Noah because he was building an ark. And God told Noah to build the ark because he was sending rain down. Why would God, why did God want to sing rain down? Because God said that in that, those, those days, God, they were doing evil things. And they were doing things that God did not like. They rebelled against God. And as a punishment because of the sins, he would send rain down. He would send a flood down there. But God said, I'm still going to give them a second chance. I'm still going to give them a chance to repent and believe in the God who has saved them. And while Noah and was building the ark, I bet there was no doubt that Noah and his family were still trying to get those people to admit and believe that God was the Savior. But they said, no, we haven't seen rain. They were, they were laughing at him, they were doing stuff, and then finally, God said, my patience has run out on them. So God told Noah to get into the ark, including his family and the animals that God brought to Noah. And then, all of a sudden, what's this? Rain fell, every drop fell on the ground, and like, it's raining. And then, they ran to, they probably ran to the ark and said, Noah, let us in. But the, God closed the door to the ark, and it was too late for them. So, as you stand here before, are you going to be like the people in those days? who mocked Jesus, who mocked people, who mocked God's people, and laugh at them and say that that has never happened, or that's not going to happen. The line is drawn into the sand. The line has been drawn. Are you going to be on the line with no one? Or are you going to be like the rest of the world? Living a life. Which will soon dissolve. 
Are you going to stand on God's, with God's army? Are you going to see that you need Jesus into your life? Because in those days, they were doing wicked things. They were doing things that God hated and despised. But they had a free choice. And God sent the rain and the flood down and they all perished. Except for Noah and his family because they made a choice to please God. And today you have a choice whether you can be like the people who did not turn away from their wickedness. Or you're going to be like Noah and his family who turned to God and trusted in him. So, God still loves you. That's why you're listening to this message. God still cares for you. He is still patient with you. Are you going to trust him? Are you going to put your? Are you going to make the choice to follow him? Because Jesus is here for you. He's waiting for you to come to him with arms opened up. Will you go? before the cross and bow the knee bow down before him because he is Lord because he is the king he came down not to condemn the world but to save the world of its wickedness but you have the free choice to make a decision don't wait don't wait because this might be the last time, it may be the last time you might hear a message like this about the gospel, about who Jesus is. Because we don't know what tomorrow or the next minute will bring when the next hour may take you. Now is, it, now is the time to accept him for who he is, to recognize who he is. That God has revealed to you of who He is. Jesus is the Waymaker. Jesus is who He is. Who is thirsty, come to the water, and in you without sin, come by, yeah. Come to, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, because he will fill you with living water of life. He will fill you up. He will take the anxiety, the depression, the hurt away from you, if you let him. Come to the altar, for he is Lord of all. 
Are you hurting and broken inside? If you are, Jesus is here for you, not against you. He will fill the empty peace. Let's pray. Father God, come before you for these people who are listening online. It's not a mistake that they're here. They're not a mistake that they're living right now because you made them for who you want them to be. So God, I pray that if they do not know you, that they will accept you as their Lord and Savior. That they have a chance, that they have, you have given them a chance, Father God, to repent and believe that you are the Savior, that no one can save them except you, that you are who you say you are and that you'll do what you say you do. So Lord, I pray before you that you will fill them with the Holy Spirit, guide them and direct them, Father God, that your will be done in their life. In Jesus' name, please God.
Or read the scripture to us. It's out of Luke 15. Sometimes people get confused by it, but I feel like the Lord's all over it tonight. I want to read it to us. <sighs> it says, now the tax collectors and sinners are all gathering around to hear Jesus. The Pharisees and teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes the sinners and eats them. The religious people are mad. It sets the stage and Jesus pipes up. He told them this parable. He says, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And after he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and he goes home. 
He calls his friends, he calls his neighbors together and says, rejoice with me because I've found my lost sheep. And I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't. <laughs> Man, he's that good. I want to just read a couple thoughts, just share a little bit of the story behind this song, and then we'll sing that bridge one more time, and we'll go nuts. We'll see what happens. So when I use the, the phrase, the reckless love of God, when we say it, we're not saying that God himself is reckless. He's not crazy. We are, however, saying that the way he loves is, in many regards, quite so. But what I mean is this. He's utterly unconcerned with the consequences of his actions with regard to his own safety, comfort, and well-being. His love isn't crafty or slick. It's not cunning or shrewd. In fact, all things considered, it's quite childlike. And might I even suggest sometimes downright ridiculous. His love bankrupted heaven for you, for me. His love doesn't consider himself first. It isn't selfish or self-serving. He doesn't wonder what he'll gain or lose by putting himself on the line. He simply puts himself out there on the off chance that you and I might look back at him and give him that love in return. His love leaves the 99 to find the one every time. And to many practical adults, that's a foolish concept. But what if he loses the 99 in finding the one, right? What if? Finding that one lost sheep is and will always be supremely important. His love isn't cautious. It's a love that sent his own son to die a gruesome death on a cross. There's no plan B with the love of God. He gives his heart so completely, so preposterously, that if refused, we would think it irreparably broken. Yet he gives himself away again and again and again and again, time and time again. Make no mistake, our sins do pain his heart, and 70 times seven is a lot of times to get your heart broken. And yet he opens up and allows us back in every single time. His love saw you when you hated him, and all logic said they'll reject me. He said, no, I don't care what it costs me. I lay my life on the line as long as I get their hearts. To make it personal, his love saw me, broken down kid with regret as deep as the ocean. My innocence and youth poured out like water. And he found me and he put me on his shoulders. And he carried me on. Because he's just that good. He's just that kind. He's a father that never gives up. So as we sing this bridge and chorus one more time, just let it, let it break down those walls tonight. There's no shadow. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Yeah. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Yeah, again. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. He's breaking off self-hatred tonight. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't there's no shadow now. There's no shadow you won't light up. Bouncing you won't. Come on, let it rise. There's no wall you won't kick down.
We're singing gospel songs this morning. Gospel songs, they remind us where we come from. And they remind us where we're going. And in case you've forgotten, we've said it a lot, but we got to say it again. We were dead people, but now we are alive. And it is because we serve a king who's really good at bringing people back to life. And his name is Jesus, the king of glory. Remember God loves you and He is if you accepted in Him as your Lord and Savior during this message, God is rejoicing, Jesus is rejoicing, your neighbors, your friends are rejoicing because you were lost, you were blind. But now, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. You are now once blind, but now you can see. You were once lost, but you are now found. 
But for those who are still waiting, those who are, don't know, God is waiting for you. He is still patient with you. Just believe that Jesus is Lord. Have faith. Trust Him. He will deliver you from that brokenness that's inside you. He will fill you up with the peace and the empty void that is inside of you. Just let Him do what do His work in you. That He is the way maker. That your light will shine. That His light will shine in the darkness. Because the darkness cannot prevail it. Because death was defeated once Jesus went to the cross and was raised back to life. Thank you for joining me and have a great day.